Ladies and gentlemen, hi, hey, hello. Welcome back to the program. This is episode number 36 of the project. We'll coin this the Matthew Barnaby episode. Probably the only 36 that comes to my mind. Folks, days ago, just this past weekend, uh, the first ever restaurant I was ever employed at, at the ripe age of 18 years young, um, is in the line of fire. Hard right now. A $17 million class action lawsuit has been filed against the Joey Restaurant location in Eau Claire following a COVID-19 outbreak at the restaurant. The lawsuit against Joey Tomatoes Canada Incorporated states that the business failed to take reasonable steps to protect staff, customers, and their immediate families from infection by the Wuhan bioweapon. Kidding. It's a joke. It's just funny to say. I think when people say that, I think it sounds fucking hilarious. No, in no way racist. That's just the, that's just where it came from. That's we called Lyme disease Lyme disease. That was from Tennessee or something, wasn't it? It's just where it came from. Okay, so can we just shut up? Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, if the lawsuit is certified as a class action, it would represent anyone who contracted the virus within two weeks of dining at Joey, which sounds hilarious. How the fuck do we know that's where they got it? Um, and anyone who shared a household with those people who got sick. So according to the statement that was made in the claim. Representative plaintiff Matthew Cornfield and his pregnant spouse dined at the restaurant on March 13th, 2021. A week later, he tested positive for COVID-19 and his spouse, who was 20 weeks pregnant at the time, also tested positive and had to be hospitalized. And the claim alleges that six other people, close contacts to the representatives, including Cornfield's parents and his spouse's parents, became infected with the virus as a result. Cornfield's mother-in-law was hospitalized with severe complications. So obviously not good. We don't want anyone to be sick. Um, Alberta Health said it has been notified of 58 cases linked to the outbreak at Joey Eau Claire. All 58 people have made a full recovery. And the lawsuit alleges the restaurant did not follow proper safety protocols set out by Alberta Health Services. Um, so, yeah... 17 million dollars a lot of money i can't imagine this will ever fuck if they win this that's a fucking disgrace to be honest because and i'm not standing up for a restaurant i used to work at but i just kind of want maybe we use a little bit of common sense here maybe hold a little bit of the responsibility maybe on your own and i mean there's a global pandemic that we are in it's a calendar year to the date of these people being at that restaurant i mean is are we surprised COVID is out there if I got co- like I got COVID a couple months ago, I wasn't I wasn't looking for vengeance, trying to sue the person I gave it to me. It's a fucking pandemic. Are you serious? We're trying to make a quick buck on this right now. Also, what I don't get is, so yes, there was an the outbreak was already going at the restaurant, but we don't know that's how we got it. How do we know? How we don't? This is this is all hearsay. So I mean. If they're going out to restaurants, here's not to say that they're going out and doing other things. And there's just, you could have got it anywhere. You could have got it anywhere. So to to file a lawsuit over COVID-19 cases during a global pandemic, get fucked. Like, I think that's embarrassing. That's just, that's just greedy. And it, uh, I, maybe I am a little defensive because I know the manager of the restaurant. He's a good guy, just a year or two older than I am. And Worked with him when I worked there several years ago. And he's a fucking beauty. And it kills me that he's having to deal with this. And a lot of good people who work at, in that restaurant. Uh, it just sucks. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I'm just laughing. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we're just going to start suing people now? It, it makes, literally, it makes no sense at all. 
And um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel bad because I don't know what this is going to do for the restaurant industry. I mean, I was there in last August. I went and uh, it would have been, yeah, middle of August. Me and my girlfriend went and visited back in Calgary. And we went to the restaurant because I used to work there. Still knew people that did. And I went and checked it out. And I mean, they were all wearing masks at the time in August. Like the restaurant was probably not even at half capacity. They had every other table was, was, uh, was empty. Give you some space. But I don't know. Maybe that had changed. I, and I haven't seen it. And I just, it just makes me laugh. I just think like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Is this where it's going to lead? And then this is just the same. When this news came out about the lawsuit there, we got Ontario just, Ontario just shutting her down even further. Because that's been really working really well. The thing that I don't really care. Like, I understand we got to fight this virus. But like, every time we announce further restrictions, like, there's just protests left and right. See videos of thousands of people taken to the streets of Toronto. Thousands of people up in North Bay at the waterfront up there after the news of Doug Ford, you know, furthering restrictions this past Friday. I mean, we're going to keep furthering these restrictions. And if we're going to have thousands of people taken to the streets because they're pissed off about said restrictions, what are we doing? I don't have the answers. I don't know. And I mean, no one does. It's clearly evident. A year in, we're just, we have no clue what we're doing. We got golf. We, we, you can't golf in Ontario right now. Everyone's got a big something to say about golf. Golf. You go play in the field. Don't let the people sit in carts together unless they're the same household. And th- if you have a brain, you're not going to come close to anyone. I mean, I, the thing that with this pandemic that's really bothered me, and I mean, I have contracted COVID. I don't know how I got it. Uh, maybe I should start a lawsuit and figure it out. But how are we this disgusting? I'm just going to say a society. I'm going to talk about it globally. How are we this disgusting? How is this still this big of a problem? Can we not stay six feet apart from each other? Wear your mask inside if you have to. Shut up about it. And let's try to get through this. I don't need... Ever, we don't need thousands of people running around the streets of Toronto trying to up, uphold the... I don't know what to say. Like, what are we doing? Is this the answer? Also, I mean, in light of the last two announcements the Ontario government has made regarding restrictions and the reaction from the people of Ontario and Canada to those restrictions... The fact that he like, it was almost like he tripled down on it. He's like, it's like Friday. It's like, how can I, how can I piss them off more? Let's piss everyone off. I mean, we got, we got some people that aren't. Let's piss everyone off. Originally, Dougie, for the people who are outside of Canada, and outside of Ontario, who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, it's much like the States and other places. Like, I mean, every province in Canada, it's not like the provinces are, in charge of how they're going to deal with the COVID regulations of each province. And I don't know what Doug Ford is doing. It's, uh, I mean, like, what did he think? Did he think that the first two announcements he made in the past month, like, did, did they go over well? And did he, and did he think that this, this one would help on Friday? On Friday, he says that police are now going to be able to do, basically, if you're out of your house, the police now had the right to, pull you over and ask why you're out of your house, where you're going and what you're doing basically. And upon that announcement, like police forces left and right all over the province were announcing like, no, no, I won't be doing that. Doug, uh, we're not going to do that. Which I mean, sounds like probably a good idea, which this now has been retracted. This is now no longer in effect that, uh, that lasted about two days, uh, before that was kiboshed. And, uh, originally you were not allowed to take your children to a playground 
outdoor playgrounds are banned. I guess that's been kiboshed as well. I mean, because they, they shut the schools down and then they, they closed all the playgrounds down. Like, I don't know. If I was a parent with a young kid, I would lose my mind. What are we supposed to do with all these kids at home? Like, I don't know. The place is, it's, it's wild right now. It really is. And I don't know what else to say. I really don't. Um, I'm sure like every week he'll probably make an announcement again this Friday and, and change a bunch of shit again. But I'm sure you'll see as they did with the playground, bring that shit back. I'm sure they're going to bring golf back. Um, people love shit on like why when golf wasn't shut down, they'd be like, ah, oh, it's a sport for which rich white fucks. All the rich white fuckers. And of course their sports good to go. And fucking assholes. Shut up. I, you're in, I can't think of one sport that is safer. I'm sure there is one, but I literally, and I just looked it up right now. There's 800 golf courses in Ontario, 800. And last year, probably obviously due to the pandemic and no one else being able to do anything. There was a record number of golf rounds played in the country. There was 20 million rounds of golf played in Ontario alone. That's a lot of money. Um, it's going to be tens of thousands of dollars a day for a lot of courses that aren't allowed to be open. And um, I don't know how that works with their staff. Uh, they're going to need a green screw. They're not going to let the fucking grass just go up to your tits. So they're going to keep cutting it and taking care of it, but they can't, they're not open now. Um, so I don't know. I just don't understand it. Like you got to tell me that there's a way, like we just, I'd love to be a fly on a wall in one of these meetings, especially for Ontario. Cause it just seems like every day they're changing their mind. I'd love to just sit in there and be like, just listen and be like, all right, guys, we got no fucking clue what we're doing, but we have, we have to change some things and we have to do it today. And what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go hard at the out, out, outdoors, outdoor activities. We want to put these people back inside, get them coughing and snorting and shitting on one another, get them outside, get them back in the doors. All right. That's what we, like, what are they saying? It's fucking insane. It's foolish. But folks, remember on this program, we don't talk about that stuff. We don't talk about COVID. Yeah, I spent 10 minutes just doing that, but that's done. That's done. This is episode number 36. We're on to some, some real big, great things and things I'm happy to be a part of. Um, I'm going to have some cool guests coming up soon. I was, I was going to try to get one today. I uh, ended up uh, having, to, having to reschedule reschedule with a young, young lad um, who you'll, you'll get the chance to meet very soon. But tonight, as I record this, it is Monday, April 19th. 2021 and there is an absolute legendary milestone which is going to occur tonight and by the time you probably hear this show it would have already happened and that is Patrick Marlowe he's making NHL history with the most games played in NHL history in the 104 history of the National Hockey League he has played 23 seasons for 1768 games so does that mean 69 is the the record must be, but this is, so that's obviously crazy becoming the, the all time games played leaguer in the NHL. Like that's a mind blowing stat, especially with Gordy Howe. I mean, imagine how high Gordy Howe's totals would have been if he never went to the WHA. Crazy. I'm going to have to look into that after, but so as of now, I saw this on Twitter to, uh, this week and it's fucking crazy. So Patrick Marlowe of the Sharks has appeared in at least one game with 37% of every NHL player who has ever played in the 104-year history of the league. So that means he has taken the ice with 3,009 players of the 8,100 
who have played in the NHL all time. That is insanity. That is fucking insane. And I just saw another stat down here with... Um, I wanted to know who, the, who who had played against the greatest percentage of NHL players of all time. And that number is apparently... And now these aren't backed up stats. Like I got this from like some idiot on Twitter. But uh, they're saying that apparently Yomer Jager... Jager has played against 41% of all NHLers ever. He's taken the ice with 41% of the people that have ever played in a game. And to be honest... <clears throat> I heard us, they were talking about the number of people that had played in the NHL in the course of time over history. And they were talking about it. I think it must have been spitting chiclets or something like that. But I was alarmed when I found out like how low that number is. There's only 8,100 people. And that's including people that have just played like one game. There's only 8,000 people in the world that have ever played in the NHL. Like that is so insane to me. That is just crazy, crazy stat. I mean, like... That's just like, I would love to know, like, I mean, how many people, like, hockey's a big sport, but in, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, globally, not very big. Not very big at all. But, I mean, 8,100 people in the top league in 104-year history, that's that's pretty wild. That's very wild. So, congrats to Patrick Marlowe, the all-time NHL games played leader. That's a pretty crazy stat. I wonder... If like who's the next guy that's gonna be coming barking up on that door and when that'll be, might be years. But I, I just not to take any credit away from Marlowe and what he's done, but we have to go back and look at Gordy Howe. Gordon, Gordy, seventeen hundred and sixty-seven games played in the NHL over twenty-six seasons. Twenty-six seasons. That's absolutely foolish. He had eighteen hundred and fifty points in those games, but he also played six seasons in the WHA. So, I mean, imagine he never left and went to the WHA and he had six extra seasons in the NHL. He played 419 games in the WHA. 419. What's the math there? What is it? Let me just do a little couple quick calculations there. Carry the one, bring the 10 over. 2,186 professional hockey games. That is insane. So for five for 5.98... So basically six years of Gordie Howe's life, six straight years of his life was a game day. Six years of his life straight. Imagine that. Picture from now and you look six years ahead and you have nothing but a game every single day. That's insane. He had six years of game day preparation. Do you think he had a routine? Do you think he knew it complete? Did he do the same thing every time? Maybe he did things differently. Maybe he changed it up every decade because he played for 33 of them. I mean, what? So that is just, I mean, holy, what a, what a world, what a world. I mean, but you'll never see anything like that again. I mean, I'm not sure of other sports and their grades in terms of games played and, and how many they're playing, but like, I don't, I don't know if anyone's, not many guys are knocking at the door there. Yager obviously comes into mind. We were just talking about him too. He's played 1,733 NHL games over a 24 year span. And then he also made that quick little trip over to the KHL for three years. He played 155 games there. And then he's played parts of six years in Czech. They obviously play a lot different. They don't have the 82-game season. Um, but he's played 171 games in the top Czech league and a handful, a couple hundred other games in total around. But, like, it's just – that's just crazy. And he's still he's still over there cutting around in the Czech league. I wonder if boys are, like, bodying him hard. Right now in the Czech League, 
Yager has 12 points in 19 games. He's playing in the second division, though. I don't know if did his team get relegated because he's playing for the same team he did last year. I think he's a part owner of this squad. Either or. Just crazy. Crazy. Could you imagine playing hockey that long? I mean, that's just foolish. What? Like, I just don't, it's just, eh, it's crazy. Wouldn't that be the dream? Imagine working anywhere that long. 26 some years. 23 years for Patty Marlowe. At this point, I just hope I can get a job. Someone came up to me the other day. They're like, do you ever worry about, like, I don't, not that you're talking about crazy stuff, Harrison, on your show, but do you ever worry about, like, the stuff you say on your program and that being out there on the internet and maybe, like, a future potential employer trying to maybe come at you for something you've said online? And to that, I had no hesitation at all. I probably said, fuck them. If I had someone that I was applying to work for, and they had a problem with this podcast and things discussed on it, then that ain't that ain't the place for me, honey, to be working. I don't want no part of that. I don't need that in my life. And yeah, I realize I might be unemployed a long time. Don't need it then. I'll be scratching nickels together, create a little fire, a little robust fire. Keep myself warm with the microphone. That's all I need. Can't fire the microphone, folks. Find me on the dial. Uniting lives through the airwaves. But seriously, though, if I, that's what I, I honestly, I might, if I have an interview, I might just throw on a quick episode of the pod, just sit there, both of us listen to it, stare right in his eyes, or I'll just like chop it up and I'll edit out every other word, but fuck. And I'll show him like a, I got to have an episode on here where I've said the F word 400 times probably. So I'll just, one of those, I'll, I'll find it and it'll just be an hour and a half of, of the word fuck. And I might throw a couple of U's in there if the guy was having a problem with it at the end. Just a big fuck you. You know what I mean? Because I work for myself, folks. I'm a podcast producer. Producing. Shows, content, all of it. I'm self-employed. Do I make a lot of money? Not yet. Gosh, no. It's coming though, perhaps. Perhaps. What I'm very thankful for is that uh, I will be working in a span of 48 hours. I'm supposed to be working today. Uh, I've mentioned it before. I'm a roofer. That's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm doing this summer. I'm roofing. I'm getting my roof on. I'm slapping shingles. Um, with um, episode 35's guest, Eric Robichaud. That's my boss. That's the boss man. Uh, we were supposed to be up in the roof today doing our first one of the summer, of the spring, we'll call it. But uh, we're doing a new build, which is a b- beautiful opportunity for a roofer. Because when you have a new build, you don't have to rip the old shingles off the, the, the house. You know, you, you just... It's built. It's ready to go. You just slap some new ones on there. You know, it might be a little tedious cutting some vents and whatnot up there, but beautiful opportunity. A new build. Just go up there and start throwing shingles. Make that roof your canvas. Turn it into a piece of art. That's what will happen. So, I mean, I think we're going to start Wednesday. Wednesday's the plan. Um, I, I roofed last summer was the first time I ever did it with, with Roby. And, um, didn't think I never thought I'd do it. The only reason I did it was because, you know, it was a little work in the area and he was my buddy. And with COVID last year and all the shit show that it was, I mean, I didn't want to sit on my ass and do nothing and just collect serve. I wanted to fucking make some coins. So me and him started roofing. He introduced me to it and um, I actually really enjoyed it. I did. It was, uh, we had a, we had a, we had a great time up there. Uh, this summer should be a lot better. We should get a lot more work. I, I, I only worked a couple months for him last summer. <clears throat> but uh, this year I'll be... Uh, we'll be making a crew. We'll be making a, a, a fucking dang good crew. 
and we'll be roofing all over the Ontario region. And um, I honestly think at this point, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I'm going to try to get into the roofing game right now. This is my plan. Okay. I'm talking about a vision here. Okay. So gear up and listen to this for a bit. This podcast is going nowhere. Um, When people ask me what I am, I say a podcaster. No, I don't. That'd be really embarrassing. I shouldn't be embarrassing because that is what I am. But the project comes first and foremost. That's my gosh darn pulse. That's my lifeline. And then it's roofing. Okay. Right now I'm going to get, I'm going to get going at it. I think I'm going to try to try my best at it and, and learn the trade and maybe make my way back to Calgary and uh, hopefully start some sort of an operation down there. Because I don't know, the way I look at it, there's there's more roofs than uh, there is ever going to be demand. I mean, sorry, there's not there's more demand for your roof to be done than there are people out there able to do it. Like there's just more roofs. Like And, and I have a feeling that as time goes on, less and less people are going to want to do trades. I feel like no one wants to do trades already. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't think so. But uh, I think roofing, like everyone's going to, we're all going to have houses. There's going to be a roof on your house. Shit's going to need to be done. So this is the plan. I'm going to gear up, take the podcast very seriously. And um, I'm going to roof, acquire the skills to know how to do it. Um, potentially move back to Calgary and maybe try my hand at it there. I think that's a great opportunity. And through doing so, I don't want to be a roofer. Like my lifetime goal isn't to be a roofer. I got to save up some money, create other projects. Got to save up some money, buy a new laptop. I can't come in today to record this podcast. I can't wait for my, an hour for my laptop to start. That's what I did this morning. I had an hour wait for this thing to get going. It's like, it needs like a full-blown warm-up. It needs to do its leg swings. It needs to stretch and get moving. I sat here and I played a pentatonic scale on my guitar for about an hour, just waiting for the fucking thing to start. So maybe I'll do something like that. Maybe I'll roof, get some money, and acquire some sort of production equipment that doesn't allow me to create this show just yelling into a laptop and a microphone myself simultaneously with a USB cord from the microphone in my laptop. That'd be cool. But I think I want to just save up some coin, get roofing, roof as much as I can. Uh, I got a two-year plan, grind, 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 grind. And then maybe in about two years' time, do something hilarious, like open a bar, something awesome, okay? Maybe I'll use the bar after... Because I'm sure Joey, Joey Zoclair is probably going to be foreclosed. $17 million cash action lawsuit. That place will probably be up for rent. I got to save up some money. And I'm going to... It's going to be called Harry Zoclair. And it's going to be a fucking sick spot. There's going to be beers flying, live music. Kind of that kind of a joint, you know? I don't know if I have this as set in stone plan, but this is the plan, okay? Podcast keeps going. But I get on the roof. I get that going. I get some money saved just to work on future projects. Open other doors if you will. Okay. I like it. All right. That's my plan right now. I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to live in the moment while, you know, keep figuring things out. That's all you can do. All right. It's all you can really fucking do. Um, but roofing is actually a really fun time. And, um, usually it's just me and Roby and, uh, we usually, we'll have like one other guy usually with us. Depends. Changes sometimes. Sometimes he gets his girlfriend's grandfather up there. Guy's 73 years old, 73 years old. He's running around the roof. Like he's 13. He, chir- he chirps me. If I'm moving slow up there, he'll call me grandma. I got a 73-year-old grandfather calling me grandma up on the roof. How do, I, how do you think that makes me feel? Motivated is what it does. Motivates me to be a better fucking roofer. But roofing is so funny, man. Like, just some of the interactions you'll have. Like, I, I have very limited uh, experience in this regard. But, like, one time we were doing a roof in, in Tavistock. And, like, I don't know anyone that's, like, does trades or 
knows people that does trades. Like, you know what trades guys are like. Like, they're hilarious. All they want to do is talk about their job. They want to just shoot the shit. So we're doing a house in Tavistock and this guy's across the street and like, I don't know what kind of, clearly a contractor of some type, you know, he's got the truck and the, the work, you know, all the tools in the back and, you know, he's got the, the work boots on. You know, it's the first night we're doing this roof. We just got the shingles all stripped off. And, you know, I see him over there farting around in the garage. He's got just tunes blaring out of his garage. And he just cut, he's one of those guys, you know, you look down and I just kept seeing him in the lawn, like staring up at us. And then, you know, I just kept, I noticed, like, I'm like, can't help but notice that this guy's like just watching us work. And he's just kind of standing in his yard right across the street, staring up at us. So like, I end up like, I think I'll give him like a half wave or something like that. Cause you know, you got to acknowledge that I know he's looking at me and like, I just, what am I going to do? Stare back at him. Does have a steering contest across the street? I'm up on the roof. He's on the fucking ground. No. So I waved and then he's like, Oh, Hey boys. Like, hope you guys don't mind the tunes up here. Eh? I'm going to get a really racket. And he's, he's just kind of a funny guy. But anyways, next thing you know, he comes over. He's at the, he's now he's on the lawn that the house we're working at and he's looking up at us shooting the shit. And, um, he's just, next thing you know, he's going back for another beer. Now he's standing on the lawn having a beer. So now he's having a beer with the boys and we're just trying to get work done. We're just trying to get shit going. And then, you know, he's, this beer's done. He goes and grabs another one. And then this time I'm like, I got my back to the street and all of a sudden I can hear something coming up the ladder. And I, and I looked over and there's just a, there's this gentleman, this neighbor is now on the roof with us. Like, we, like, what do you say? I didn't know what to say. I'm not, I'm not the boss. I'm not gonna be like, get off the roof, asshole. So we just pretended like nothing happened. And this guy just stood there and just drank beer on the roof while I watched his work for like an hour. It was very odd. This is extremely odd. And then I think like the next day he did the same thing. He just like wouldn't leave us alone. Like once that first time he went up that ladder, it was his ladder now. And he could, I was, at one point I was going to ask him to start handing out shingles. Cause I was like, well, you might as well work if you're going to be up here fucking around, just distracting us. And, my, and while you go down there, you might as well get me a beer too. But it, I mean, the, the people you do meet is hilarious. That's why I think if anything, roofing, like I'm just, I'm doing my rounds. I'm getting all these experiences. You know, I've done the restaurant thing. Uh, I've done the sports thing. Now I gotta get the trades thing in. Tried my hand minorly at the musical thing. We'll, we'll come back to that. But I gotta get myself in the trades right now. I gotta experience that lifestyle. I gotta get to know the people. I gotta get to know what makes them tick. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? We worked at this one other house and this old fuck lived next door. Old as shit. Like no one didn't have a wife or kid or anything like that. He's just bored as hell. And I'm not joking, man. I, this guy wanted nothing more to be up on the roof with us. Like, and we'd come down for a break with this old man would just, all of a sudden he'd fly out of his house and he'd be, I'd be laying under a tree in the hot July sun in the shade. Next thing you know, the old man would come and lay right down with us on the lawn and we'd shoot the shit. Just, he just wanted to be one of the lads. We finished up his house. We were doing, a, this is in St. Mary's, Ontario. It's not a big town, but we're in St. Mary's. We just finished up his spot. And about a week, nine days later, we're at a different house across town. Who the fuck just all of a sudden pulls up? Is none other than old Johnny himself. He somehow found where we were and just like came to check on us. And I thought he was going to start laying under the tree again, just waiting for me to go have lunch. Thankfully, he didn't. But shit like that can be known to happen. And it will be known. Anything good, you'll be hearing from it, okay? You'll be hearing about it, if you will. Um, folks, I wasn't going to do this episode today. This is just going to be a quick one. Nothing crazy. Uh, I will hopefully get a guest on sometime this week, and uh, we'll get some absolute content for all of my illustrious listeners. One thing I tried to find out today, 
I had to do a little bit of investigation as I wanted to see if, um, was it the Texas Rangers? They were playing the Jays when it happened now. The home opener, the baseball, they had 40,000 people in there. I'm not sure what they're doing now. I don't think they're selling it out like they were, but has there been any uptick in cases from that? Like did a bunch of people get sick? Did half the stadium die? Did half the stadium perish? I don't think so. And actually, I, I, I literally Googled it. I, I can, I'm not going to read the article because that's not what we do in this generation. We read headlines. Um, and says the cases are going down. So that's all I need to know. It must be true. So the answer to that is we must open up everything. No more restrictions. Because Canada and the state of Texas are very similar in a lot of ways. When you really put it together. When you really do. I don't know though. It's sad because you know Canada with the free health care. I don't know man. I don't know what they're going to do. But we just got to be ready. Take care of yourself too. You know what I mean? Like maybe mixing a maybe mixing a, a brisk walk, maybe a salad, maybe a vitamins, maybe some vitamin C. I don't know. Maybe go outside for more than eight minutes a day. Don't just pump your gas. Like that can't be the only time you're outside is when you're holding on to the fucking gas guzzler. Some guy just shit his pants, got COVID out of his bunghole, and then gassed up right before you, and now you have it too. Get outside. Start sleeping a little more. A little more water in the system. You know what I mean? Take care of yourself and take it from me, your host of this nutritional podcast, this health and wellness podcast that honestly, I'm, that might be what I do. I'm going to change all this. This is going to be a self-help pod from now on. I'm going to teach you guys how to uh, run a business that I know nothing about because I've never done that. I'm going to have a self, self-help pod and it's, I'm strictly going to tell people how to battle with adversity, and uh, how to work well with others when I've done none of that myself. That's what I'm going to do. And I think that's the direction that most podcasts are going. Why shouldn't this one? All right? We're a year in. I'm not taking over the airwaves just yet. But I think I will through self-help. Maybe I'll get an NFT going. Another absolute fabrication. But folks, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to... You know what? This show is what this show is. Okay? It's the project. It is what it is. It's nothing else. It's own entity. Okay? And this is episode number 36. The Barnaby episode. Okay? We'll be talking to you soon. I might not wait a whole other week to release another one. You might get a little surprise. You might get one quicker than you thought. Okay? Folks, thank you for listening. This is episode number 36 of The Podject. Goodbye for now.